Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. It's a Wednesday. It's hour one. lot to recap. Glad you're part of the program. Stay as long as you like. We'll leave the light on for you. Gang's all here. Fritzy, Seton, they occupy the back row. Front row, Marvin. And Paulie, yours truly here for the next three hours. You can dial us up. Operator Tyler standing by, 877-3DP-SHOW. Those watching on Peacock, thank you. Downloading the app and watching this program for free. We have about 13 cameras in here. You get to see everything, including a lot of things that you don't want to see. Also, an update on tailgate moonshine. I think we're targeting sometime next week. Does that sound right, Seton, that we're going to unveil as early as next week? We're unveiling the third flavor? Uh, As early as, yeah, next week, week after. Okay, the beginning of April. Beginning of April, yeah. Okay. That's like a light confirmation. All right. And it's our best tasting moonshine. It's azalea. I don't know how we did it, but Seton said, what about azalea? And I said, what about Azalea? And he said, that's going to be the flavor. And I said, I don't even know what Azalea tastes like. But we're going to find out. You tasted it. It's surprisingly good. I did. I did. It's surprisingly good. I did. Azaleas are a flowering shrub in the uh, rhododendron family. Of course they are. Yeah. I don't know how we came up with it. But uh, maybe that time of the year that you're thinking about azaleas, and we thought, you know in bloom. Yeah, let's see what we could do. Because I didn't know what a dogwood would taste like, so we thought we would do azaleas instead. But that should be at the beginning of April, we're hoping for, with azalea moonshine. <laughs> we got watermelon down the road, I think. What? Yeah, watermelon. I, and I'm pushing for maple moonshine Come on, in the don't, fall. Don't yeah. tease me. I'm telling yeah. you, Polly. Moonshine, maple moonshine. Come on. Yeah, a little bit later on. We'll let you know, though. But uh, got some information yesterday. Very excited about that. We'll let you know because there's a limited batch. That's all we can produce at this time. And uh, you'll be able to uh, purchase that at danpatrick.com. Sign up for the newsletter, by the way. Love it. Every day they do a great job. The BRGs, Rob and uh, Mario, do a wonderful job 
They compile everything on the show. And in case you miss something or even you want to revisit something, it's available for you at danpatrick.com. Comes out every day right at 6 Eastern, uh, 3 Pacific. Stat of the day brought to you, as always, by the great folks at Panini America, the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show. Play of the day, poll question, all of that forthcoming. We're going to talk to uh, Sonny Vaccaro in an hour from now. The new movie, Air, it's about the recruitment of Michael Jordan to Nike. Sonny Vaccaro is one of the stars of the movie. He's played by Matt Damon, and uh, I've known Sonny for 40 years. And he knows where all the bodies are buried. He knows all the players, high school players, coaches. He was uh, with Reebok. He was with Adidas. He was with Nike. And Michael Jordan and his mom, the recruitment of them to Nike. And that's what the movie is all about. By the way, you don't have to be a big sports fan to like the movie. Because uh, some people have asked me that. It's not a basketball-heavy movie. It's really about getting Michael Jordan and his mom on board to come to Nike. And the recruitment of that. And Sonny Vaccaro based his career on that, trying to get Mike to go to Oregon, to go to Nike, and they came up with the Air Jordan shoe. And they did that over a weekend. Jordan came out. They signed. And he changed. that changed the sports world. It changed branding. It changed... Uh, uh, athletes' endorsements of products because Mike got a percentage of every shoe that had his name on it. Normally, you would get, you know, a fee, like $100,000. And they they said, Mike wants two seventy five, I think, and he wants a Mercedes. And his mom, played by Viola Davis, who was wonderful in every scene she's in, she said, We'll do this, but we want a percentage of every shoe that has his name on it. And Phil Knight, who is you know, the CEO of Nike, I don't know what his official title is. He is Nike. But there, there's a scene where he goes, oh, what can this, this cost me? A couple million dollars? And at the very end of the movie, he goes, Michael Jordan makes $400 million per year on the Air Jordan brand. But it's a, it's a well-done movie. That wasn't the cliffhanger everybody was waiting no, on, was it? I don't think that, so. Okay. I don't. I, I hope I didn't ruin it for anybody. Oh, wait, so this works out for yeah, him? Jordan, oh, yeah, Jordan, get the hell out of here. <laughs> Michael Jordan is rich. Spoiler alert. <laughs> this program brought to you by PXG.com. Or you can call 844-PLAY-PXG. Schedule a fitting. I switched to uh, PXG. I did that during the Super Bowl. Got a chance to go out for a fitting. And I can't wait. Can't wait for spring to roll around. Swing some PXGs, and you'll agree nobody makes golf clubs the way they do, period. Also, Senator Bill Bradley, Knicks Hall of Famer, Princeton grad. We'll talk about Princeton going to the Sweet 16, and also the passing of Willis Reed, teammate of Bill Bradley's with the Knicks when they won a couple of world championships. So Bill Bradley will join us coming up a little bit later on in the program. Clippers. Paul George got injured last night. Don't know the severity of that, but here we are, late March, and Paul George, they took him off the court, carried him off the court. And, you know, we talk about the Clippers, but we don't really talk about the Clippers in a bigger picture. feels like people nationally are more interested than people locally with the Clippers. Because if you're a Clippers fan, you're a contrarian. Like, no, I'm not going to be a Laker fan. You know, I'm tired of winning, you know. 
It'd be like you're a, an Auburn football fan as opposed to an Alabama fan. Like, no, no, I don't like dynasties. I don't like great teams. But the Clippers losing Paul George, we don't know the severity of that, but uh, it looked bad. St. John's introduces Rick Pitino, and it was packed house. All you got to do is look at the NCAA tournament and the number of players who are from New York City. And if you can get some of those guys in the portal, you can keep those players in New York. Rick Pitino will be successful. I'll be surprised if he's not successful. And the portal is coming up in the next two weeks. If you keep some of those players, and there's a couple of point guards who are in the tournament now, Marv. Yeah, starting point guard for uh, Michigan State. They were actually my both of them. Both of them were my best of the weekend. Uh, the two point guards from Kansas State and from Michigan State, they're both from New York City. One's from Harlem and one with the, uh, Christ the King out in Queens. Okay. In Queens. Yes. <laughs> How is that possible? You know, that you're going to – and Louis Carnesecca was there. And Louis Carnesecca is 98 years of age. And Paulie goes, God, I can't believe Louis Carnesecca. I said, what do you mean? He goes – He's got better hair than I do, and he's 98. <laughs> That's very frustrating. First of all, I did not know he's still alive, out of respect. 98, and he's got a perfect head of hair. Yeah, he does. Very frustrating. Yeah. And I was fortunate to be able to cover the St. John's. They were the Redmen at the time with Chris Mullen, Mark Jackson. They had a wonderful team. And St. John's owned the garden back then. That's when you had Georgetown and Villanova, Providence. I mean, you had all of these Syracuse, all these great teams. When the Big East was the best basketball conference ever. And to be around that St. John's team and Louis uh, had the sweaters, and then you had the rivalry with John Thompson. But it was great to see him at uh, the press conference there with Rick Pitino. Yes, Seaton. Maybe it's just like really optimistic thinking, but you're saying like just locally, if you could get – New York City kids to stay at St. John's, you could have one of the most entertaining basketball teams in the country yes, to watch. Yes. Just in their own backyard. Just the history of basketball in New York City, the style of play. Every, oh, man, that could be awesome. They love their basketball. And, you know, they're, the, the colleges in, in New York City, and they loved college basketball. Obviously, they love the Knicks. They're dying for a winner. And if Patino can somehow get the back pages there, the tabloids, you bring a couple of players in, keep them home, that shouldn't be that difficult. I, I would be shocked if Patino is not a great success at St. John's. Yeah, Paul. I want Rick Patino to get the tabloid pages in the good way. Oh. Yeah, so make sure they're all yes. on a pot. Big win over yeah. Georgetown. Yes, or yes. Uh, the WBC, the World Baseball Classic, uh, people don't realize it's been around since uh, 2006. But – it changed this year because you had really good players who were deciding to play. Mike Trout decided to play. Now, the other countries, they want their players to play because this is their true World Series. And the atmosphere was wonderful. Now, you had some people who did say, oh, I don't want our players out there. There's freak injuries there. Edwin Diaz got injured. I mean, that would never happen again. He got injured celebrating, Okay. Uh, Jose Altuve, that's a baseball injury, broke his thumb. But I understand the concerns there. They're valid, but only with uh, Jose Altuve. Diaz, he's he's just jumping up and down. Last year, the World Series had an average of just over 12 million viewers per game. Japan's quarterfinal game against Italy totaled over 64 million. Shohei Otani 
He gained over 2 million new social media followers since the start of the tournament. So this is a goldmine for Major League Baseball. Baseball has had an unbelievable start to the season, and we haven't started the season. But WBC, they're going to, you know, we got to wait three more years. But you had the scenario that you wanted. It was the United States against Japan. John Smoltz, who was on the call last night, joined us yesterday, and he said this. I got this sneaky suspicion that maybe late in the game, if Team Japan is up, you may see Shohei Otani close it out. And would it be something oh, more than theater yeah. that if Shohei Otani with two outs and a runner on is facing Mike Trout for the chance to win the WBC either way, would be pretty incredible if it had actually happened. That's John Smoltz yesterday, and this is how it sounded last night on Fox Sports 1. Otani's ready. Trout's ready. 3-2. He struck him out! Otani strikes out Trout, and Japan's back on top of the baseball world. Yeah, Japan has uh, won it a couple times previously, and now all of a sudden... In case there was any argument, the most valuable baseball player around the world is Shohei Otani. The most famous is Shohei Otani. And he'd be famous if he was pitching. He threw 100, 101, 102, and then he came back with whatever filth that was. Looked like a wiffle ball slider, and uh, Mike Trout went down swinging. I was rooting for Mike Trout, not because of the United States, but because... Here's Mike Trout getting a moment. And we, we want great players to have those moments. You want them to be on a big stage. You know, guys who produce, win, you know, Kurt Gibson when he comes up there. You know, Willis Reed in the NBA Finals. Like that moment where you go, I want you to do well. Now, they were injured and, you know, had a dramatic uh, appearance. Here is Mike Trout. We're waiting for these moments. And I wanted him to take Otani deep, just to tie the game, and then whatever happened after that. But Otani hit 435 for the tournament. <laughs> I mean, the numbers, let me, let me give you what he did. So he had 23 plate appearances, 10 hits, 8 RBIs, had a homer. He walked uh, 10 times. Uh, his average was 435. His OPS was 1.345 pitching stats two uh 2-0 oh, had a save uh struck out 11 and they batted 152 against him Stat of the day brought to you by Panini America, the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show. Plus, I think it's good for the WBC that the United States lost. Because I go back to the America's Cup. We didn't even know about the America's Cup until we lost the America's Cup. Like, oh my God, we lost to Australia. We got to get back. We, none of us have ever owned a boat. None of us <laughs> sail. But damn it, Australia had the America's Cup. And it says our name on it. And we want it back. You know, you go back to 1988 with the Olympics. The reason why we had the Dream Team is because 1988 did not bring home the gold medal. They had amateurs. John Thompson was the head coach. And then you had 1992 because we're going to get that gold medal. You don't beat us. 
this could be good for the WBC. And I enjoyed it. Um, I watched a lot more than I thought I was going to. It's especially with Japan. I love the atmosphere that Japan brought to the WBC. And it was on a Tuesday night. There was no competition. It was wonderful, standalone. And, you know, it was on Fox Sports 1. It wasn't even on Fox. But it was covered. It was covered around the world. And baseball has had a wonderful six weeks here. New rules. You're watching more spring training. You're curious about these pitch clocks, you know, hit clocks, batter clocks. Uh, The commissioner will join us coming up next week. But it was fun. There was an atmosphere there. There was excitement. You got to see some of these players that maybe you, on, you know, on the periphery, if you cover baseball, watch baseball, and you're like, oh, yeah, I know that guy. But to be able to watch them, and I couldn't help but think when I'm watching Otani, I hope this isn't his biggest moment he's going to have. Because he's got to be looking at the guy at the plate and Mike Trout and going, do I want to have a career like Mike Trout? And Mike Trout's going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer but he's not on the, the big stage. And that's what I miss about this, and that's why I was rooting for Mike Trout, that you get that opportunity. But you know, there's no guarantee, even you know, expanding playoffs, if he's going to be able to play in more playoffs. He played in three. And even those games, they were in Kansas City. He didn't even get one against the you know, Yankees. Yeah, Paul. And Shohei Itani's not a kid. He's not like 24 years old. He's 28. He's in his prime. He's going into his prime. Yeah, and he's got one more year there. And then you wonder, he's going to get one of those 12-year contracts. I'm going to guess. But you're going to get that from the Angels. You're going to have, I'm sure, a couple other teams are going to go, we'll take him. We'll take him from here. But Shohei Itani is the unicorn. Absolutely. All right, we'll take a break. We'll get our poll question here. Phone calls are welcome, 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address, dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at show. Cam Newton throws at Auburn's Pro Day. Was he throwing at Auburn's Pro Day to showcase Cam Newton, or did we see a story and decided to run with it? Have that for you. Coming up. Back after this in the Dan Patrick Show. TireRack.com, Seton went to the home office in South Bend, Indiana. Sure did. Yeah, he got to see it all. I saw a lot of tires. Yes. That warehouse is no joke. Now, they have a test track there. Yeah, right out front. But you didn't get tired of seeing all of those. Ah! <laughs> yeah, Todd, right like right that. there, right in that front of you. Nice. Bloop, bloop. Good for you. TireRack.com slash Dan, tell them what you drive. They have the easy-to-use tire decision guide. Going to take you about two minutes, and then you'll get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how and what and where you drive. And they sell only the best. Full lineup of Goodyear tires shipped fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. Also, they have mobile tire installation available in a lot of areas. They bring new tires to you at home or work. Install them right on site. Go to TireRack.com slash Dan. See for yourself. Goodyear test results, special offers, TireRack.com slash Dan. And remember, TireRack.com is the way tire buying should be. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. 
This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Come up with a poll question here. Once again, Sonny Vaccaro, former Nike executive. He's the star of the movie, Air, that uh, Ben Affleck and Matt Damon produced. He'll join us a little bit later on. And uh, Senator Bill Bradley, Knicks Hall of Famer, Princeton grad on Princeton in the Sweet 16 and the passing of his former teammate, Willis Reed, passing away at the age of 80. See, what's the poll question today? Well, we could go uh, one of two ways, Dan. Who was the big winner from this year's World Baseball Classic? Okay. Was it Japan? Was it Puerto Rico? Mm-hmm. Shohei Otani? Ooh. Or baseball? I'd say baseball. Feels like that, right? Yeah, I'd say baseball. You just want eyes on the sport. That's all you want. And you would think during March Madness, you might lose some of those eyes, or those eyes might not be as interested. But I think the product was really good. You did have it placed strategically, certainly last night, where there's no competition there. And given everything that's happened with the NFL, 
you know, Aaron Rodgers, that's kind of quiet. Lamar Jackson's kind of quiet. So there's not much going on yet. And it felt like they had their window. They took advantage of it. And I thought that uh, it was great. You know, Fox did a great job with it. And I thought that uh, if you were in it early, you understood it. And it was hard to turn it off. Yeah, Paul. Is there a better niche job in all of sports than Shohei Otani's translator? He's getting more and more famous, more and more interview requests, traveling the world. The guy seemed to do a great job. He was interviewed uh, right after the game, and he, he and Otani were just cruising back and forth. That seems like a great gig. What was the scene with Bill Murray? In a, was there a, Lost in translation. Uh, lost in translation. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So they start talking, and then... And they, I, they're, they're shooting the the commercial, commercial, the whiskey commercial. Yes, right. And then I, I, the the Japanese director gives a long critique. He's yelling in Japanese, obviously, to Bill Murray. Yeah. And the translator goes, "He said good job." And and Bill Murray goes, "That's all he said? <laughs> that, 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 that's the entirety of what he said? It seems like he said more." Yeah. I can't do Bill Murray. Uh, Paulie, uh, or no, uh, Fritzy, don't you have mock headlines with uh, Shohei Otani? Oh, I had a Japan demonium. Ooh, okay. Oh, nice. I like that. One, two, three strikes, your trout. Okay. <laughs> All right. That right. was another one. Three okay. strikes. Got another trout. one? Hook, line, and stinker. Hook, line, and stinker. Anything else? I think I had a third one. Did you have one on Otani? I don't think I did. Yeah, I think you did. Did I? I think you did. Oh, show, show hey the money. Okay. Otani wants a new deal from the Halos. Okay. Joe, hey, yeah. the money. All right. Uh, okay. What's his uh, contract situation? You're not going to believe this. This guy should fire out, fire out grievance. Shohei Otani made $5.5 million last season, mm. 2022, mm. to be an all-star pitcher and hitter. Okay. This year he will make $30 million, just one check. But then he is a – it appears that he's a complete free agent mm. after this season. Mm. Under, yep, UFA going to 2024. So Under the Angels either have to mm. – Trade him? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> well, the owner, Artie Moreno, said he's not trading him. But is that the smart thing? Like, if you could go back six well, years and I, trade Mike Trout. That, I had said that a couple of years ago. That, you know, are you going to win with Mike Trout? Can you get – how many pieces can you get for Mike Trout? Wonderful player, as I've said, first battle Hall of Famer. Get all that. But are you winning? And Otani is 28. And I think you got to start looking at this. Are we going to win? Let's say you have a five-year window. And this goes back to Albert Pujols because I thought, okay, I, I, I thought the Angels were overpaying. Uh, you guys, who's got a microphone on? Uh, that uh, you were overpaying for Albert Pujols, but you were trying to win a World Series. And you had a five-year window, and it didn't work out. But do you have a five-year window here? What is your plan if you're going to – and what's Otani going to cost you? Because I still maintain he's two salaries. You could make a legitimate case for being an all-star pitcher and an all-star hitter. And, and if you're saying, okay, is he an A or A-minus at pitching or hitting? Probably an A-minus at hitting and a B-plus at pitching. I, that's two salaries. At least $50 million a year. And is that going to be 12 years, $600 million? Right. Because of the global uh, draw that you have with him. I, I, he's the most valuable player in baseball. I know Aaron, Aaron Judge was wonderful last year and won the MVP. But when you're talking about value to a league, it goes back to Michael Jordan. The, the most value, LeBron is the most valuable player to the league. 
and Michael Jordan was, and you have that with Shohei Otani. Players who, somebody else may win the MVP, but as far as value goes to every other club, when they come to town, you know, you have that with Shohei Otani. He's, you would go see Shohei Otani. Yeah, Paul. That, that was my question. If you own the Angels, you could have Shohei Otani and have a fan draw every day. He's not just a pitcher, just a hitter. Or you could say, for the good of the franchise and trying to win, we're going to trade him for the biggest trade in baseball history. You get the most back of probably anyone ever. And convince your fans, yeah, we won't have him. You have a, a declining Mike Trout. Come to the ballpark the next three years. Yeah, but I wonder, do you want to come out to see a winning team or do you want to come out to see Shohei Otani? That, yeah. And, and I wonder if that's going to happen with the Angels. And you're going to have to trade him during the season because he becomes an unrestricted free agent. I don't know what his agent makes. Like, do you get like three percent of that, four percent of that? What if he's got two agents, one for yeah. hitting, one for pitching. What if he says, you know, I'm going to go Lamar Jackson route. I'm not going to have an agent. I'm going to handle this myself. He could. How much money would he save? Let's say, what do, what do agents get? Two percent, three percent, and if let's say it's five hundred million dollars, that would be fifteen million. The agent would get on the lifetime of that deal, right? Does that sound right? Fifteen million is three percent of five hundred million. Mm. Okay, I'll take your word. For I, I, it. <laughs> I sounded authoritative when I said it. Yeah, Todd, were you good in math or just memorizing things? I was good in math, but I was better at like proving two triangles congruent, with geometry, <laughs> algebra, kind of stuff. Trick. Yeah, see, I'm uh, good at googling things, okay. and fifteen million is correct. Okay, all right, nice, nailed it. He could save fifteen million. Just say, I'm going to do this. Just say, here's what I want. Don't need any help to do this couple of phone calls in here. Uh, we got the uh, poll question. Who was the big winner, the uh, WBC? Kevin in North Carolina. Hi, Kevin. What's on your mind today? What's going on, Dan? Hey, Kev. Hey, real quick, some random information. I got a lifelong friend of mine that's a co-worker of your boy James up there in Virginia. Mm. So we're both avid listeners. So. But I was calling about this Michael Jordan, the movie. I can't wait to go see it myself. Um, but it... it it brings up a question, like with Jordan, you know, the just do it and be like Mike and the whole global brand that he has, the dream team, that what he brought to the game. When you entail all that, has anybody else done more for the game, you know, as a whole than Michael Jordan? And look at him 20 to 30 years later. Don't even use social media and he remains relevant. And it ain't even because he's an owner, because he's a bad owner. And that still hasn't dinged his reputation. What is LeBron going to hang his hat on in 20 to 30 years? Does he have a brand like Jordan that he's going to, you know, that he's going to remain relevant outside of social media? Uh, probably, well, nobody's going to be like Jordan. You know, Jordan, and I've said this before, Jordan is Neil Armstrong. He's the first man on the moon. There have been other people who have been on the moon, and there's a total of 12 people been on the moon, but you probably only know Neil Armstrong. And that's Michael Jordan. Babe Ruth, what he did for baseball back in the 20s and 30s, I mean, that, I don't know if that could be measured, but he was the, the singular biggest star probably in the world, certainly in the United States. Wayne Gretzky with what he did with hockey. Gretzky is responsible for the growth, the expansion of hockey in the United States. Because everybody wanted to have a franchise. They wanted to have Gretzky come to town because he was such a big deal. Tiger with golf. Tiger, what he did globally with that sport. 
And then, you know, you have Mike. So LeBron can't be like Mike. You know, we, we may want to be like Mike, but he can't be like Mike because there was Mike. Uh, Ali was a brand globally, what he did for boxing. And I'm sure I'm leaving out people here, but, you know, you do have these people who were larger than just their careers. And the fact that Mike has an unbelievable product is so important to this. It's a great product. It's a fashion statement. It is, uh, you know, it, it represents a lot of things to a lot of different people. Yes, Eden. Yeah, there, there can never be another one of those. No. What he's done, where you have, you know, Derek Jeter wore the Jordan brand. Yeah. And Lionel Messi wears it right now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's you're never going to yeah. do that again. Yeah, Paulie. I was thinking with Ali, I, I, you, know, you were there, I wasn't, when his early days of boxing. Did he grow the sport of boxing? But it, maybe his legacy, I don't want to go into offshoot here, is more about athlete empowerment and athletes speaking up for themselves. You know, he was the first one to defy anybody. And maybe his, his is much more all, out of the ring than in the ring. Ali. Well, you had Ali, you had Bill Russell, you had Jim Brown. Uh, Kareem, that they took on social injustice. They took on those issues. They they stood in front of people. Um, Ali, you know, missed out on three years in his prime because of the Vietnam War. And then came back, lost to Joe Frazier, eventually, you know, reclaimed heavyweight champ of the world. But boxing was so important back then. It was big. And you were able to watch it. You, you know, they, we had closed circuit TV. You go to theaters to watch this. And, and now we have that where you're close circuit TV or, you know, you're doing it at your house. But back then you had to go someplace to be able to watch this. And Ali had eyeballs on the sport because no one was like him. Every athlete is an imitator of Ali. That's the guy who would tell the guy he was going to knock him out and he'd have a poem about him right in front of him. He was an unbelievable promoter. LeBron's legacy may be what he does off the court with uh, schools that he's building. Um, I, you know, to me, he's the greatest basketball player of all time. If I look at everything that he's done, start to finish, uh, he doesn't have the bottom line resume of championships. I know we've argued this before, discussed this before, and this isn't the place. But if I look at doing everything on a basketball floor, and then I saw where, was it Mario Chalmers who – and, I, and it felt like the quote was out of context, but he was a former teammate of LeBron's with the Miami Heat. And he said, basically, nobody fears uh, LeBron. And, okay, nobody fears him. Uh, Mike intimidated people. You know, people feared Michael Jordan, I, I thought, because you were going to get embarrassed. I don't know if you feel like, oh, LeBron's going to embarrass me. Yes, Paulie. Yeah, Mario Chalmers kind of put in context. He said they had a different style. LeBron's the kind of guy who would shake your hand, give you a hug before a game, yeah. and he's friends with the other people. He's still a, a killer as a basketball player. But he said Lord, Jordan wouldn't look at you or talk to you and made you a little bit scared to say something to him because he would react. It, what didn't John Smoltz confirmed it yesterday? He goes, when I play golf with Jordan, I shut my mouth. Yeah. And, and Bird was like this. Uh, you know, there's certain players that were, you know, Shaq was like that. Shaq would intimidate you. You'd fear Shaq because he would embarrass you. Yes, he. But yeah, like I think Paulie said the word killer there, right? Like LeBron is a really great basketball player, but Kobe was a killer. Yeah. Right? Michael was a killer. But Kobe wanted to be Mike. And he came <laughs> real close to being Mike. Yeah. I think LeBron wanted to be Mike, but he couldn't play the way Mike did. And his personality is not like that. 
And LeBron is passive-aggressive, it feels like, whereas Mike was just aggressive. There are times when I would watch him in warm-ups. As strange as that's going to sound, I just wanted to see how he warmed up. Did he... Did it kind of boil? Did it, did it simmer and then come to a boil when the game started? And he was no nonsense. It was like, okay, I got, I'm, I'm working on this, I'm doing this. He was not there to have fun. It, was, it felt like every single night with Jordan was an audition. Or, I, you know, I gotta, I'm going to prove to you. And you would think that certain guys had a chip on their shoulder that they go out and have to prove every single night. Here's Mike, and it felt like he was still, I'm going to prove to you. Even when he went to the Wizards, I'm going to prove to you. And, and he had that mentality. I don't think you can turn it off once you were called. Remember when Mike at the Dream Team, he said there's a new sheriff in town? And, and Magic and Bird go, hey, he ain't lying. <laughs> like, here's the two best players. This is after practice. And they realized it. Holy smoke show. Here he comes, and nobody's going to stop him. But I, I think Mike always played with a chip on his shoulder. And that's what made it even more amazing. You're, you're the most athletically gifted. You work hard, and now you have a chip on your shoulder? Ooh. Yeah, Paulie. The more people we have on the show, it, it's almost like Michael Jordan is, is this freak athlete, not because of athletic ability, because of like unsatisfiability. You know, he, he's always angry, always looking for something. You can't develop that. I think Kobe almost like almost manufactured it and kind of put it into play as like a daily lifestyle to be like Mike, and it worked for Kobe. Yes. But, you know, people, John Smoltz told us a story that he, he and, and uh, Jordan were golfing. Jordan's giving his resume out as if John Smoltz has no idea who he's golfing against. Like, and it's 38 degrees, and they're playing golf, <laughs> and Mike is out there, and nobody else is on the golf course, and Mike is reciting – you know, three-time MVP, uh, three cha- uh, championships, championship in college, and it, and he's getting ready for, what, a 35-foot putt or something like that. But if you watch Jordan at his Hall of Fame speech, then you know what Mike was all about because it was a roast. He was <laughs> – he had receipts. I own you, I own you, <laughs> Like, all right, dude, you're already the best I ever. Know. God, man. He can't he can't turn that off. Chill out. And you know what? When you're an owner, you can only be so competitive because there's you can't control anything. And be like, I I'm competitive. I'm taking Adam Morrison. All right, that's a mistake. Uh I'm taking Kwame Brown. That's a mistake. I'm taking who is it? Brandon Brandon Wright? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, sorry, Mike, you can be competitive, but those are our bad decisions there. Yeah, Marv. At the end of his Hall of Fame speech, he was saying, he was referring to maybe coming back, and people started laughing, and with a dead, <laughs> dead look on his face, he says, don't laugh. He got mad. He got real mad. He did. I thought he, overachie- I thought he was an overachiever, because I already thought, okay, you're going to be a Hall of Famer, but he was possessed at being the greatest of all time. And, and, I, and once again, I go back to watching him in warm-ups. I loved watching guys in warm-ups. If you got a chance to be on the floor, John Stockton, no joking, no nonsense, no nothing. He, had, he worked on things, certain guys. I used to go to the Boston Garden when the Celtics were in the finals, and I would get there three hours before the game. 
because I knew if I walked in, like I snuck in, I was covering the NBA Finals, but I, I couldn't get in the building, and I could hear the, the basketball, and Bird was out there shooting. And I just sat upstairs at the Boston Garden and watched, and just to see where he went and why he went where he went on the floor because he had a routine, and then he would run. He would run around uh, you know, on the uh, upper deck. This is before the game. And I was just fascinated with that. Uh, Pete Maravich was another player. Just watched him in warm-ups. But he wanted, he wanted you to watch him. He wanted to show off. He wanted to be you know, the entertainer there. The other guys had this workman-like mentality there that I was always fascinated with. I got a job to do. This is a job, and my job is to embarrass you tonight. And Mike did a good job of that. All righty, got our play of the day coming up next, Dan Patrick Show. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Two NBA insiders podcasting twice a week to plug you right into the NBA grapevine. All happening in only one place. This League Uncut, the new NBA podcast with me, Chris Haynes. And me, Mark Stein. Join us as we team up to expound on everything we're covering, hearing, and chasing. Listen to This League Uncut with Chris Haynes and Mark Stein on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleha Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh my God! The play, the play, is called play. of the day. This is the play of the day. Check this out. Full count. Otani ka? Trout ka? Final call of Shohei Otani striking out Mike Trout to win the WBC for Japan. That's courtesy of Japan TV. Play of the day on this program brought to you by the hottest rookies, biggest superstars, the all-time greats. One place to collect them all, Panini Trading Cards, the official trading cards of the show. For instant classics, autograph cards, memorabilia cards, rare inserts, and more. Start or continue your collection now at PaniniAmerica.net. Uh, update the poll results, Seton. Dan, who was the big winner from this year's World Baseball Classic? Your options mm-hmm. were Japan, Puerto Rico, Shohei Otani, or baseball. Right now, baseball's winning with uh, 52% yeah. of the vote. Yeah, I can see that. Shohei Otani in second. Uh, Cam Newton had his pro day, or did he have a pro day yesterday? Did he participate in Auburn's pro day? His younger brother, who was a quarterback in college, then became a wide receiver, he was there hoping to get drafted or signed by a team, and Cam was there. Cam at age 33, quarterbacks are still playing. Cam hasn't played in a little while, and I was wondering if he was doing that just to nudge people to say, I'm still here. And on a pro day, you can look good. You know, you uh, roll left, throw back right, and you throw it 50 yards, and people go, wow, we did that with Zach Wilson. But I don't know how healthy he is. I'd like to know. He didn't talk to reporters afterwards. And I was wondering... Did we make this a pro day, sort of a coming out party for Cam Newton? I don't know if he says, hey, he said before on record, there aren't 32 quarterbacks better than me. No, there's probably more than 32 quarterbacks better than you. But was he there for, you know, was he showcasing his talent? It felt like, hey, I'll go there, I'll help you out, I'll get more eyes on this, but... I'm not there to showcase my talents. I don't need to. Yes. Yeah, I mean, it feels like the Auburn Pro Day wasn't getting a ton of attention before he signed on. No, (laughs) it wasn't. Yeah. I don't know of any player where you go, wow, you've seen the kid at Auburn. But Cam shows up, and his younger brother was there catching passes, and Cam didn't talk to any team. But you can't sign him. He can't be a backup quarterback. He's not a starting quarterback. He's famous. See, that's the thing. He's 33. He's famous, but he's not, you know, a great football player anymore. Even a very good football player anymore. And go back and what he did with the Patriots. He lost, what, all five of those starts there? And and he just didn't look like Cam. Uh, and, and, you know, that's part of the risk and the reward of playing the way he played. Because you take those hits and then you're not the same player. And then you can't play that way. 
and he's not a pocket quarterback. Yeah, Paul. Yeah, but I want I want storylines. I want I want Cam Newton on a roster. Let's do. How about this? The NFL opens up a third roster s- spot for the quarterback, but it has to be someone that's interesting. Like Tebow has to go to, oh, to down to Tampa, or uh, Cam Newton has to go to Carolina. But Look, I, I can't have you Jay in Cutler uniform. The, Jay Cutler's on the Bears again. I can't have you in uniform because. If I have you in uniform, the camera's going to go, it's, it's called the cam cam, and you're going to go right to cam if there's an interception. And then you're going to go to Tebow if somebody throws an interception. And you, you can have them in an emergency. Yes, Mark. But Tebow's going to be encouraging. Cam isn't. <laughs> Cam's going to roll his eyes, chew his gum, and just look right into the camera like, you see this, right? Yeah. <laughs> And then in the stadium, they start going, Cam, 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 All right, now we got another reason to have it. I would love that every day. Just for that? Oh, yeah, a bunch of 80,000? Yeah. Boy, that would be great. Hey, I'm, I'm going to the game. Oh, really? How come? It's like when people would go to see the Braves with the tomahawk chop, that you had fans who just wanted to do that. But they would go because they wanted to do the tomahawk chop there. I'm thinking, all right, I got other reasons to go to the ballpark, but uh, sure, the tomahawk chop. Coming up next hour... Sonny Vaccaro, former Nike exec. The movie is called Air. And Matt Damon plays Sonny Vaccaro on the recruitment of Michael Jordan to Nike. What happens if they didn't get Michael Jordan at Nike? We'll talk to Sonny about that. And Senator Bill Bradley on the passing of Willis Reed. Coming up. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers.